Welcome back to another episode of BD Radio. Uh, we've got a special guest in, our first ever guest, a longtime friend of mine. Um, I'll let him introduce himself, but basically counsellor, author, podcaster, um, our resident expert in all things mental health is Tom Ahern. Welcome, Tom. Mate, very good to be here. Yeah, I was just thinking, we were we became mates at what, 13? Yeah, 12? Year, se- uh, year 7, yeah. so at school. Three months, hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a while. Loved it. Loved every minute of it. Um, and also, my partner, Dan, is back. Oh, wow. First time as your partner. Thanks. Got him. Aren't you? Haven't I said that? No. Co-host. Okay, yeah. De facto. Primarily. Stop it. <laughs> she, hates, she hates that word. De facto. <laughs> yeah. She goes, strange word. But yeah, I'm like, this is my de facto. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so... Basically, we just wanted to get Tom's insight. So anyone who's listened to an episode before, all four of you, will know that we talk a lot about behavioral change, habit change, like changing your identity to then suit, I guess, the goals you have. So as we all know, and we've all here worked in the fitness industry before, like what on paper looks like one plus one equals two is actually just extremely complex and I think it's um it can be hard and I know it was hard for me as a young trainer to kind of wrap my head around the fact that it's just like why can't people just do what I tell them so I guess we're um we've got Tom along and he's gonna give us I guess a little bit more of the scientific theory behind the actual why of like why people can or possibly can't change and maybe as well share a little bit of insight into how you can work through that either with or without a coach so I guess um we'll start by Tom I'll get you to give us a little bit of background on how you sort of found yourself in this space because I know that we like we both started in the fitness industry at the same time and have sort of branched off into I think areas that we both probably struggled with as teenagers and they're like at the complete opposite ends of the sphere so I'll let you go to start yeah for sure thanks mate um yeah I mean I never wanted to be uh, a counselor you know I was like when I was thinking about becoming an astronaut or like an AFL player I was like (laughs) counselor you serious cool. yeah. yeah that's not cool <laughs> I'm not gonna get any girls being a counselor but um I, can't, I don't know I kind of found it um as a you know to a large extent working on my own mental health because it just took a severe decline in my early 20s um you know some of that was mixed in with just going too far into psychedelics um you know and then also just with other circumstances in my life my parents divorcing and me um coming to realize that I actually wasn't good enough to be an AFL player, which was just who I was. I was very ignorant of that fact. And when that was, you know, I tried my luck at VFL um, to get to their squad development squad. And the guy said, oh, you know, um, not this year kind of thing. Uh, I just took that as like, it's okay, like the I'm, most polite way ever. Yeah. Saying like, you said uh, like, I don't, <laughs> well, yeah. It was but, though, but this is the thing, right? Because he said to me, um, we'd love you to come back next year but we don't have a place for you this year. And it was as though he had just amputated my left leg. Like it was just unbelievably painful, you know? Mm. And um, and I think the reason why it was so painful was because I knew it was true. I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to be aware of that. I didn't want to see it. I knew, you know, I was, I was living this lie that I could somehow mm. make it. Um, and, you know, like 
in a perfect world, maybe after 35 years, like a Podsy Adley, I can come back and get there. <laughs> just get drafted Big at two. Yeah, 48. <laughs> but um, it was necessary, you know. And then there was a lot of stuff going going on around that time that just I led to this um, kind of sense of depression and anxiety. And a big thing for me was obsessive compulsive disorder. So I developed these interesting kind of fear compulsions and things. But the, um, the past, I mean, my 20s so far, 27 now, it's just been... A, um, a result of me trying to pick up the pieces to, you know, to find something that works well for me. And then you know, what became of that me search, which is studying the mind obsessively, there was a bit of irony there initially, um, <laughs> became uh, deep love to help people do the same. So that's how I found counselling. Yeah, it's funny that ha- how you say how much of a struggle the early 20s were because we were, like, we were still close at that stage. Oh, yeah. And I look back now and I'm like, oh, yeah, like I reckon I can see some instances where maybe you didn't have the walls up as much and I could see that that was like, oh yeah, that was a moment. Mm. But at the time, I had no idea. Yeah. And I was fairly, I'm still <laughs> fairly blasé. As I like was about know, to say, can I person. step in here? You're pretty oblivious to it. Yeah, and I was, <laughs> I was completely oblivious at the time. Yeah, well, we saw each other almost every day. Every day, yeah, wow. absolutely. Yeah, it was literally every day. We'd train nonstop together. But I also think that I needed that. Like, I needed a friend like you at the time just to, <laughs> just a complete idiot. <laughs> well, just, to, just to pull me in sometimes. Like, I think it was necessary. And I had, I, there were some other people in my life that I was like, I mean, you have friends for different purposes, yeah. you know. And there were my friends that I could really talk to this stuff with. And I'm not saying that I couldn't talk to you about that, but it was mm. just like I needed. I needed some stability. Blow to break the yeah. exactly. and just not care. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And everything, no Other matter what I said, will be telling me that as well. Yeah, exactly. I think is that's it? one of your best characteristics is that you're very, very stable for the most part. The only, And I've said to you this before, but the only time I've seen you in the trenches was um, a specific time between you guys, you know? Yeah. And that was lovely because I was like, wow, shit, Dan's definitely the one, you know? Because yeah. it was, I'd never seen you like, dude, I haven't eaten in four days. I'm like, wow, <laughs> he's <laughs> on here. Am I holding space for Ben? It was this a is week. bizarre. It was a week and I lost five kilos. Yeah, it was the best diet I've ever seen. <laughs> it's heartbreak. We're obviously going to be promoting this at the end <laughs> of this. Guys, break up with your spouse yeah. just for six weeks yeah. and be shredded. Yeah, it's a good challenge. Yeah. yeah. But that, that, I mean, that was, uh, I, I really needed that stability in my, in my life and I definitely got that from you for sure. Mm. All right. So I guess that's our history. Now mm. to the crux of the conversation. So we all know that like there's people we've worked with and I guess as a trainer, you can kind of, and it's hard not to do this, but you can take it personally if a person succeeds or not. Cool. So, so we all have our favorites and they're typically our favorites because like we vibe with them we're similar kinds of people and what we tell them they implement mm. and it's like you know why can't everyone just be like Tom like I tell him to jump he says how high mm. Mm. and there's also clients where it's like they're so different to us that it's like God how do I break through to this person and how can I get them to see, like to see that weight loss is and everything like it's about feeling good and then everyone says oh well that's because it's not a problem for you. Like you're already, you're not overweight. You're a trainer. You enjoy training, and it's like people are shocked and say, like, we don't enjoy training all the time. Like it's hard for everyone, and mm. everyone just has their separate struggles. So, like, what sort of stuff do you like? 
how do you know what questions to ask people yeah. after a short amount of time with them? Like, is there almost like a, a process that you run through and you almost like typecast their personality? Like, oh, this is like this, I'm going to use this. I think the first thing to do is to find out why. You know, that's a very cliche thing to say, but people will say why, and very quickly you realize it's not actually what they want. It's some kind of extrinsic idea, or this person's doing it, therefore, you know, keeping up the Joneses. We are just, we're inhabited by social desires because we can't get off our phones. It's one example. We see the way people live all the time, and, you know, there's, Mm. there's a lot of unconscious biological signaling like even just a smile it's like oh what are they doing that i'm not doing you know it's Mm. so so unconscious and it's so um sneaky so i think getting to the core of why someone would actually want to lose weight is is, or or tone up or whatever they want to do is so important and it's important not only for you as a trainer or me as a counselor for example but um for them as well because if i mean like one thing you firstly have to recognize is if the program or the goals aren't working, then obviously there's a discrepancy between what, what outcome they, they want yeah. and, and how they're acting. Exactly right. So um, the difference between intrinsic worth and extrinsic worth, you know, why do you want to do something? Because do you really want a six pack? Like what's that? Why would that be good if you have four kids? Like yeah. do you just want to get a squat so you can play with them and not hurt your back? Yeah. You know, I think that's a really important conversation. Yeah. One thing that really interests me is, do you think um, people know their why? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I know my why. Yeah, okay. I was about to ask you because sometimes people will tell us something and I know that yeah. I know that that's not true. Like mm-hmm. I can just tell by what they've said and I'm like, okay, how do I delicately say it's not because of that, it's yeah. because of this without them being crying offended. or being yeah. like, this guy's a dick or, you know, this and that. And it's sort of like... They can tell you why, and it's almost like, a, all right, I'm going to ask them again in a month. Yeah. You know, after this, it's sort of like we, we have their trust. A and bit it more. is about, yeah, yeah us building about, that relationship. Yeah, totally. Because it, like, conversations we have initially with people is nothing like the conversations we have after 12 four months. weeks later. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's incredible that shift, and that's, I, I love that. That's probably my favorite thing mm. about what we do. Well, I mean, the more you know, the more you're able to help. So, yeah. like, and, People will eventually get there. Sometimes people are an open book and they come in and they tell you exactly why and you're just like, oh my God, like yeah. this person's yeah. just wow. laid yeah. out their life. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And other people are really guarded and they're the clients that you think like, I don't even know if they enjoy training. Yeah. And then upon the opportunity to provide feedback, they're like, love this place, 10 out of 10. And you'll be like, what? That person, yeah, God, I thought they hated us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we, we act without knowing what we're doing or why we're doing, you know, why we're doing it. And I think, um, to your point, Dan, like, do people know their why? Why changes all the time, you know, all the time. And um, that's why rapport is so important because you can build this up with, you know, there's a real trust between client and trainer. And then eventually from that trust, you're like, okay, this person isn't just going to expose me with all my vulnerability that I'm giving them. Now we can calmly unpack layers of awareness so that I can find out why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know? I wasn't even sure I knew my why until I had what I wanted. Yeah. So, like, as the only reason I ever went to the gym was to lose weight because I was, like, the, you know, just the overweight kid who loves sport and I'm, like, I want to look like the bloke on 
men's health. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then learn the eight ways to give her an orgasm on the next page, which was obviously <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, yeah, I read that same like, magazine. Yeah, that's what those magazines are. They're absolute trash. But it's I like, only got to level one. Yeah. <laughs> Never got the chance to try any yeah. of them. <laughs> but it's like... Exactly. It's like, up until I had what I wanted and I was happy, like, yeah, I've... Yeah, and it's taken ages, right? And it's like, yeah, I'm happy with the way I look now that it's actually like, well... I'm still training. Like, mm. I'm still eating well. I'm still enjoying what I do. Maybe that wasn't the real reason that I actually liked it. And yep. it's probably only been the last 12 months where I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, like, I can but think of a number of things in my past where I'm like, oh, this is important for me to help people do this. Mm. And it's my own experiences. But like Tom was just saying, like, that was your why. And you are saying you, you don't think you knew that until the time. Like, I, I guess your why can change Yeah, well. and yeah. now you've had a massive shift in your why. Yeah. Like, we talk about it all the time. Mm. Yeah. Circumstances as well. And I think that's a really good point, important point as well. I think we live in this world now where people are obsessed with this idea of, like, finding the true you and authenticity and all that sort of stuff. And that's brilliant, you know. <laughs> but anytime you're dealing with absolutes, you know, there's going to be some issues there. And if someone says to you, um, you can clearly see, for example, that they're really anxious and they use the gym as a way to distract themselves from a terrible situation at work, mm. for example, go with them. You know, yeah. if that's what they're doing and yeah. it's working for them and they're getting value from it, then that's all they need. Yeah. You know, yeah. if as they long want as it's to start not unhealthy. Exactly no, right, yeah. exactly yeah. right. The, the issue is to, to come full circle, your, your question is, you know, alluding to the idea of people we're working with and they want one thing, but their actions are showing us that they they either don't want to do it, they can't do it, or they want another thing, for example. That's when the conversation needs to occur. Yeah. You know? So yeah. is there something you do with your clients that helps them identify their why? Yeah, so we, we do that over time. I think um, one thing that can be really powerful is um, having a look at a human being as a mammal. So they've studied motivation in rats, for example, and we know that we're motivated primarily through either pain or pleasure. And they've done this in, in labs. You know, they'll, they'll put a rat in a cage, they'll um, attach a spring to its tail, they'll put some food at the end of the cage, and they'll measure the strength of the pull on the spring to, um, as a way to gauge how motivated it is by the pleasure, you know, the pleasure system in the brain, the dopam dopaminergic system. Mm. And it's like, okay, I, that rat right now really wants that food, for example. Then what they can do, so that's a really good framework to guide for help someone, this is who you could be if dot, 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 right? If you lost this weight or you put this mm. muscle on. Yep. Um, another factor that we forget in this day and age because we can distract ourselves from it is pain. So the other thing that they did with the rats is they would waft cat odor behind it, which is inherent to their structure. You know, they are afraid inherently of cats and mm. they would waft it and it would pull the spring like you wouldn't fucking believe. So if you are motivated by both pain and pleasure, you're far more likely to get your goals. And I think mm. it's a difficult conversation to have with people in this day and age because I don't know, for whatever reason, we just don't like that side of the conversation, but sometimes you've got to be like, Hey, what's going to happen to you if you keep doing this for another three, five years? Mm. And if you can really have that conversation after you've built the rapport and say, look, you know, are you going to be around? What are your kids going to think of you? That fear and that pain can be incredibly um, motivational. Mm. Yeah, I also sometimes think like I'm worried about having that conversation with someone because I don't really have the tools to address it. Like mm. I know about proteins, carbs, fats, squats. I don't, you know, I yeah, don't know yeah, about yeah. you. You know, you're just, you like, all the stuff that you are 
inherently afraid of. I'm like, I don't know if I can unpack that. You know, like, yeah, yeah. am I making it worse by bringing it out? You know, so. I was about to say, sometimes I, well, I probably more often than you, Ben, have um, some hard conversations with people. Mm-hmm. And it often it leaves them quite emotional. And sometimes I do worry about them, you know, leaving the building like in a negative headspace. Totally, totally. Um, And, you know, you talk about um, pleasure and pain. Like one thing I think I see all the time is people can put themselves in a physical pain, Mm. like in the gym, like they can train hard. And that mental... That mental pain, I think. Yeah. Just until you said it now, I've never thought about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got uh, obviously some issues with that because I think, uh, even just from my own experience, born into a world that valued happiness so much, you know, the pursuit of happiness. And uh, I just don't think that's what life is about. You know, pain is uh, inevitable, unavoidable, and worthwhile so that we know what happiness feels like. Um, You know, if you want to get the gold, you have to slay the dragon. And I think when we when we talk about when we talk about having a confronting conversation with someone, what I do in my counselling work is I try to leave people with tools so they're not just a mess yeah. after it because yeah. it's it is confronting. It's going to be confronting. Yeah. If you are going to be motivated by fear. It's not going to feel very good. Yeah. Mm. So if you say to someone, if you get them to write like a future journal, for example, something I do, you know, get people to write what their life could be like if nothing changes, which is very confronting. Yeah. You know, I don't like doing that myself. Yeah. But if you say, hey, look, remember, like <laughs> we're, yeah, we're doing this so that you will be inclined to achieve what you actually want to achieve. Yeah. Remember, like it's confronting. Yes, of course. But it's confronting so as that you change your position. Yeah. It's not just like, hey, this is who I am. I'm a useless mess. Yeah. You know, yeah, but yeah. we're on your side. Yeah. We want yeah. you to do this it's work. Like, please try this exercise to make you feel terrible. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. See how it goes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But and and then and then making the goals um, challenging, but not too challenging. After that, the the amount of fulfillment people get from that, you know, like as a as a practical example, dealing with someone um, with addiction issues, you know, um, heavy drinker. Um, drinks mostly binges on the weekends one night of sobriety is a massive win and then really validating their experience like oh by the way because they're so up and about over it they want to start seeing the pain pleasure principle apply to them you know and it's uh it's incredible knowing that we can actually change with that with those frameworks you know so i think it's a great question dan like how do i just not leave people in an anxious just depressed mess it's like well um, help me Tom exactly. yeah, well, but you've, you've helped them um, navigate the truth of where they're at and then you've given them the tools so that now they know how to fish yeah. I think lots of people who come to us initially are initially motivated by pain mm. because no one really has everything going on the family the house the car and goes you know what I need to sweat it out at the gym for three <laughs> yeah. hours a week like it's not yeah there's it's something generally not the primary yeah. motivator. Yeah, yeah there's totally. something that you know they've seen a photo of themselves and they went, oof, you know, I've added a bit of weight. I've been in the paddock. That. Yeah, yeah, but it's like people initially come, I think, because of that negative experience or they haven't seen their friend in six months and they like made a quip about their weight and I was like, oh man, you mm-hmm. know. So I think that like that initial motivator is pain, but. I mean, if it's purely just pain to start, like it Absolutely. typically wears off. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And like, 
we know that when people say it's a weight loss goal and that's all it is and that's the most important thing, even after we've sort of tried to, I guess, expand it, is they're like they can be hard to continue to motivate once they sort of internally realize but not actually vocally recognize yeah, like how it, shallow yeah. that is I, th- I think it's a i think i completely agree i think it's a last resort uh, i i, I kind of work 80 20 i think pleasure is really good and you can call it pleasure or purpose whatever you want yeah. you know potential like mm-hmm. what will your life be like if you do all this work it's a yeah. very um enlightening thing to to ponder um if you're not getting anywhere the fear thing can help too because it's yeah. just but you don't want to live in there you no. don't want to live in that shit because no. it's just it's like well what are you doing now you know yeah. and it, it, it leads to burnout oh, it's draining yeah. oh, I was about draining. to say I think they're the people that like and we've both spoken about it um, before mm. like that we've both been in that place where like you just overtrain like that fear just kind of takes over yeah and then eventually you get to the point you're like well what am i doing like and now ben and i exercise like in a positive Mm. mind Mm. compared to always being in that negative 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 mindset and feeling broken absolutely all the time and we do see that in our clients and trying to get them to have that mental shift Mm. Sometimes I ask our guys, I'm like, when you're like, when you're doing a hard set or like a 10 minute AMRAP and it's getting tough, like, what's your self talk like? Because I think often that can tell you a lot about a person's motivation is like, you know, you're doing great, you know, three more to go. Like, that's like inherently positive. Yes. Or like, you know, you're a slob, you're slow, you're this. And I'm like, well, that was me for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you should be able to do better, blah, blah, blah. And it still motivates me more now, but like, I know what it is. Like, I have an understanding of, like, oh, no, nah, that's just, like, if I'm trying to go really hard, that's what I tap into, but I don't live there. You know, as you said, it's incredibly draining. Yeah, and I think, I think pain and pleasure are good for, like, you know, macro frameworks of, like, you know, what's life going to be like then, what's mm. life going to be like if. Um, and then another thing that really I like is getting to a place, I suppose, where, you know, the behavior is starting to shift. And then you're leading into maintenance. Like, how can it be fun? Like, yeah. otherwise, why are you doing it? You know, yeah. so many people are like, oh, for me, in my world, it's like, oh, you know, should I should I meditate? It's like, if do you want to. Do you want to? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same question as yeah. like, you know, do like I need not, a car? It's yeah. like, well, if you want to drive somewhere, you do. Like, yeah, you like just have fun. Like, it's not important. No. Yeah. no it depends on yeah. what your goal is. Well, I mean, I guess the saying is, don't sweat the small stuff. Exactly. You know, it's like, we know, like... You, nutritionally right it's like if your energy balance is okay and you're sort of close to getting enough protein most days don't stress about too much else you know like oh i have fruit after dinner is that okay yeah when yeah of course you know like (laughs) uh, it's like you know every full moon when the werewolves are out i have cocoa pops yeah sweet and i inject sage yeah it's like all good there is garlic all over the house yeah vampires can't come in like it's i think sometimes we get hung up on the you know on the small stuff rather than just that continued you know like you're in a healthy place yeah Yeah. good habits good behaviors like you're going to be just fine Mm. and i think um lots of people definitely in our space I i don't think they quite realize how big that range is like it's either you know it's a continuum it's not unhealthy healthy it's like there's unhealthy healthy and then there's that huge space in between and it's like we just need to move a little bit closer towards healthy rather than just black and white yeah Mm. 
So can we go back to that shifting from um, that negative headspace to the positive? So we've all been there. Mm. So we've all like trained our butts off in a negative headspace, and now I've trained harder like, in that headspace. Yeah, yeah definitely for sure. true. But now I get thirty percent of the results. Yeah, <laughs> like not as healthy. For yeah. Sure. Do you think that we have all had that shift because we are very confident in our why? Yeah. For, for me, it was, um, for me, I broke. So I was forced to change because my knee just blew out, you know, and yeah. I wasn't. So the, the physical trauma there led to the change. Like I couldn't, I was like, I was just going down this road and I was like, you know, it's such a good question. This comes up all the time in, in mental health and psychology. It's like, at what point are we ever able to stop ourselves like, do we have to have a traumatic experience to, for things to change? Or does you know? someone have to do it for you? Does someone have to do it for you? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I actually don't know. Because everything that I see is a result of traumatic experience. And people come to me and they're like, oh, you know, my life is in ruins. So I'm like, okay, how can we take the preventative approach there? You know, I don't, I don't have the answer. <laughs> I really don't, you yeah. know. So yours was a traumatic event. I, I think mine was more... A, realization yeah of yeah. like how so it's complete opposite like n- nobody told me anything i can't even pinpoint a moment where my mindset changed but i think um it was more just like a slow realization over time of how much control i actually had over outcomes yes yeah and specifically what i chose to do with myself yes so can't control anyone else obviously like i can try and influence and help but at the end of the day they are going to do what you know they want yeah and then it's like well actually if i just do what i know is right be a little bit more accountable to myself then i can actually change Mm. and i think that's probably what my you know moment was you know gradually yeah like you're in control yeah so just do it yeah. yeah one of two people i know stop blaming anyone else and just do it yeah 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 you're one of two people i know that that is the case. Everyone else I know, yeah, hundred percent. I put it down to a traumatic experience. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think this is again like, I think gradual awareness coming slowly, realizing okay, this isn't actually working because it is. It's difficult for us to look at ourselves. Well, it's, a lot, it's a lot more of a slow process. It's a slow process. I yeah. started in the gym at fifteen, and I would say. Maybe six months ago, I was like, oh, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. it like 11 years. Hammering it, yeah. yeah. And I was just Snatch like, pulls just every day. Slamming my head into a brick wall yeah. over and over. Yeah. Enjoying it, but like, God, I should probably be a, like a little bit leaner. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like, exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, why yeah. isn't this working for me like it works for everyone else? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's all them. Yeah. Driving yeah. the wrong way down the yeah, freeway. Yeah. What but are they doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, actually, they're just doing it for long enough. You're more on it. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe <laughs> yeah. I should do it for a bit longer. Yeah. And just be a little bit tougher on Get myself. rejected by one girl. Yeah. It's all girls. Yeah. And I probably... <laughs> that was literally me, by the way. Yeah. And I probably went a bit hard at the start as well before, like, just, okay, just pull it back a little bit. Let's yeah. be a little bit more, you know, measured, I guess. Yeah. Rather than just all or nothing. I think I think that's um, the only other way we can do it, you know, because we don't want to have to get to a stage where life is in ruins. It's yeah, like, exactly. I literally can't do anything but change. That's, you don't want that you know so like gradual exposure um yeah which is actually a a psychological form of therapy as well Mm. and i think it's like for clients who are listening who's sort of like feeling a bit lost or like 
it's all like we're all so different that there's no right or wrong way it's just that when you get there you'll know you're there you know so if you haven't had the traumatic experience and you're still sort of searching for that like i haven't quite struck the right sort of mindset and not everything's clicking yet like yeah and it's as cliched as it is like the only way you can fail is if you stop yeah so like it's it's all just part of the experience yeah we said that last week yeah but it's yeah it's, it's so true but one thing we are in control of which is what you were talking about before tom like what we actually expose ourselves to so like our phones oh social media my god i keep telling people like if if that makes you feel bad unfollow unfollow them totally totally (laughs) like that is not helping you Mm. like Mm. surround yourself with the good stuff like i like if i looked at my instagram feed Five years ago compared to today. Mm. Oh, drastically yeah. different. Yeah. Huge changes. Massive. Mine I no too. longer follow like a lot of athletes and that kind of thing. I've kind of moved. More towards um, education. Yeah, more towards yeah. education. But, you know, like, oh. oh. Yeah. So it this is a good point. Me. It's like, yeah, awareness, right? So I think, I think we've just nailed on the head like how to avoid the traumatic issue. It's you can actually surround yourself with the five of any group you want now. If you just follow the content of people that live the life the way you want to live. So if people have like a good body, follow them. And then you'll start to see like if now, because there's a difference because you could follow that and someone within a scarcity mindset be like, look how far away I am from my goal. Fuck them, you know, envy issues. But the flip side of envy is inspiration. So if you just flip that switch and go, I'm following them because I want to be like them. You'll find your own way on the path, you know, but you'll start to see from that exposure point of view. It's like, oh, they don't snack at night. Mm. They don't drink as much as I do. Who is controlling my head? It's like, hold on a sec. They actually do what they say they do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They say they don't do this and I have never seen them do that. Yeah. So it's like, oh, they're just... Why do we keep smoking meth? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. They're not having a pizza every (laughs) Saturday night or, you know... So I think that can really help too. And you start to, you start to, cause we're the, the way human beings learn is through mimicry. Really. We just act like other people act, you know, and that's how we've evolved really rituals and all that sort of stuff. Um, so if you start to take on people's different perspectives and viewpoints, you start to see how differently they see the world. And again, it comes down like what's so good. You have to be responsible with it to your point about social media. Yeah. But what's so good about social media is that, Based on this line of thinking, you can become whoever you want to be if you follow the right people, you know? I think, uh, like, and we see that a lot. Like, I follow a lot of people who, I guess, have made something of themselves from either not much or it's a complete shift to what they used to Mm. be. And they all say that and it can feel so far away. Yes. Like, it's like, well, actually, you want to do it. And then people's inherent response is no way I can do that. Yeah. Or like, nah, that'd be way too hard or this and that. And it's like, well, it's not like you have to wake up tomorrow and be that person, mm. but you want to learn more. You might read for 20 minutes tonight and it may not be Harry Potter. It yeah. might be like a, you know, an actual info, like an info book or an article or a this. And you yeah. slowly make the transition over time. Like no one wakes up the person who they are now. It's yeah, gradual and slow. Totally. Totally. Which is what we preach to clients, obviously, is like, just put the brakes on and we're going to slowly get there. And, yeah. you know, slow progress, obviously, is not marketable, but it's, you know, it's what 
works. Yeah, and do it because it's fun. Like yeah. that that's a thing. The the thing that's coming up for me the most in the counseling world is like how do I find my purpose? Yeah. And I'm like, there's no such thing. <laughs> you don't look under a tree and go, Oh shit, yeah. there it is. Yeah. <laughs> you create it, you know, yeah. based upon what you do every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, what you enjoy doing. What you enjoy doing. Yeah. For for me it's writing. I just enjoy to write, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that I can sell it as a product as well, but I do it because I just enjoy I've been writing ever since I was four. You know, I just like doing it. Mm. And I think um, you will obviously get good. <clears throat> There's a really good book called Mastery. And the author of the book said, practice isn't something you do, it's something that you are. So like, obviously, the more you do something, the better you'll get at it. But that's, you're not doing it to be better at it. You're doing it because it's fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to your point on the environment, it's like we always say to people, like, the more time you spend at the gym, you know, mm. there's like, the more you'll pick up, the more you'll learn just without even realizing yeah. yourself, yeah. like, you know, this person's here at 6am four times a week. Yeah. No wonder they're the member of the month and they're doing this. It's like, maybe I should be a little bit more consistent, you know, like, yes. or I like training with this person for this reason. And we were speaking about nutrition. I had no idea that she has a green smoothie every morning. Maybe I should probably, you know, like not have toast and have a green smoothie. Yeah. Like it's and without even you don't even have to have that conversation with yourself on the drive home, but you might wake up tomorrow and just pour in your protein, pour in your almond milk, you know, and then you're like, Oh, I'm having a smoothie in the morning now. Yeah. And that environment is so important. Yeah. I think. Feels better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, have fun. Like, you know, you are here for eighty five years, like try some things, you yeah. know, have a go. Yeah. 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 Just and, one more thing that I know pops up all the time. Yeah. Um, you mentioned envy before. So, yes. um, what about those people that, so Ben just used the positive side of that. So like being motivated by the person next to you. How about if the person next to you, you find that demotivates you? Like you all. It's almost just as common for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean. Any tips? It's, it's, it's tough because envy makes sense, you know, because we, are, um, we, are it's impossible not to compare ourselves to other people. So I love like spiritual social media things like, Hey, don't compare yourself. It's like, okay, don't think of an elephant. It's like, all right, <laughs> impossible. Yeah. Hey, yeah. just be in the moment. Yeah. We, we do say it is, um, the thief of all joy. Comparison. Comparison. Yeah. 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 It, it, I mean, I, it is like it, it is. And we do it because we're constantly trying to figure out, our place in the environment. Are we safe? You know, why is she looking there? Like, why is she wearing this? You know, why, why am I not one of them? Because if you're not a sheep, you could die. You know, you're alone. That's why we have a fear of public speaking, because if I'm talking to the group, then I'm not a part of the group. So it's, it's all very, very deep in our wiring. But I think to your point, like how to deal with envy. Um, like how can we shift it? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard because when someone's better than you, the implicit idea is that they're judging you because it's kind of like, well, they're better than me. If I, if I, if I say to myself, I'm not as good as they are, well then clearly they're better than me. It doesn't, it's, it's, it doesn't feel good. But again, I think it comes down to, um, that exposure idea that we spoke about before, you know, and I really like that because we all came to that awareness in this podcast. Like I didn't fucking know that, you know, I think that's awesome. Um, if we can gradually expose ourselves to different ideas and then recognize that, like I said before, the flip side of envy is inspiration. It's like, yes, you're not that far. Sorry. Yes. You're not where you are and who you could be, 
but you can also do something about it yeah. and yeah. you will feel better. You yeah. know, you know how that, I guess how that comes to us a lot in the classes is like, oh, I'm not as fit as the other, you know, like three people who I trained with. Mm. And every time I like, I'll say, stop, ask them, how long have you been here? Three yeah. years. How long have you trained? Two years. How long have you trained? since the park yeah and i'm like they've all you know everyone started where you started yeah you know, like they've all just they're just a little bit ahead but yeah. it doesn't mean that you're any f- like worse off or you're behind because if we rewound the clock to the park they were whinging about running too you know yeah. like it's just all part of the process it's not like you can just speed it up which everyone's in such a hurry yeah you're yeah like, oh, i want it tomorrow it's like oh God, get it. it doesn't work that way like and it's hard three because, day shipping guys yeah exactly exactly yeah by the time that people come to us some people are desperate and some people like they just want it to happen so badly that like if we pour water on the f- like on the fire it's like oh, like yeah it's like i want them to still be motivated but not completely disheartened that in fact it may take 12 months. Yeah, exactly. That's and then brutal. the beginning is like, I mean, how are you today in comparison to who you were yesterday? Like yesterday, did you go to the park? No. So will you yeah. go to the park yesterday? Well done. Yeah. You know, just because you smoke 20 packets of cigarettes today, try to smoke 19 tomorrow. Yeah. And that's a win. Yeah. yeah. And that's Absolutely. very much in line with our coaching style is yeah. not, you know, like, oh, can you give me a meal plan? And I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah. And they say, why not? I'm like, because they don't work. Yeah. Like, yes, they work, but they don't work. Yeah. You know, anyone can follow a low-calorie meal plan for 28 days yep. and be like, look at this, before and after, amazing, I've lost 6 kgs and I'm I'm really happy. And then in 12 months, it's like, yeah, that worked really well. And I'm like, did it? Because now we're back to where we started. Yes. You know, and it's that, that, like, that slow process, which is like, f- funnily enough, it's the fastest way to get there, but it's like, probably the most demotivating oh, thing to hear in the moment this is and this is such a good point i mean i was having a conversation with a client of mine yesterday about um meditation so he he's always um you know wants to do things he wants to do this and then do this he wants to be a singing guy and then he wants to be a dancer and he wants to find his purpose and he wants to like do all these things we know we know these people yeah 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 he's a lovely guy but he's, yeah. he's just like i know i can just really give myself to the world and be the best person I can be and and very quickly it's just like okay you have an issue with being still yeah okay stop. let's just mm. relax yeah. okay and so we get him to do five minutes I don't even call it meditation right I just say just sit close your eyes don't move for five minutes and within a minute I know this is just audio but he's like pulling the earphones out and doing this and like everything's loud he literally within a 70 seconds was moving and everything and um at the very end, he's like, oh, God, I mean, that's just painful. I'm like, what's the problem? It's like, well, I'm, it's just so basic and I can't do it. It's just like, well, it's basic for monks. It's not basic for you. Yeah. It's very hard for you. Yeah. Yeah. And he used to be a chef. And I was like, if you're going to try to get me to cook anything harder than pancakes, I'll fuck it up. Yeah. I'm so bad at cooking. Yeah. But he can make a multi-layered jelly cake. Like, yeah. I can't do that, you know? And yeah. I was actually saying to Dan probably... The, like the other day that uh, and my parents actually is like we as coaches we focus almost all the time on what limits the client rather than what they already do well and improve in that and you know it's just like god oh. you know because it's like the question is always 
what do you think is not ideal at the moment? Or, you know, like, what do you think is holding you back? Let's focus on that. Rather than what do you think you have in your life at the moment that is working well mm. towards this? It's like, oh, I just love training. I find training really easy. Mm. I'm training three times a week. Cool. Why don't we up it to four? You know, and just all like, I love walking the dog every morning at six. Like, it's great alone time. It's like, cool. How about we add another 20 minutes? Like, rather than potentially addressing that one thing that's like always have a Kit Kat after dinner and they just can't stop that. So true. That is yeah. such a brilliant point. People want to be perfect and they can't seem to handle progress. It's like it's easy you know? to do what you do well. Yeah. Like that's comfortable. Like exactly. I love training. If you told me to train for an extra half an hour a day, I'd be like, yeah, that's, yeah, like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's like, but if you told me that I had to do the accounting spreadsheets for half an hour a day, I'd be like, oh my God, my life sucks. Yeah, like, exactly is, right. Like, this is so hard. Because this is the thing, right? So <clears throat> when you're talking about like healthy eating habits, which is obviously like a big thing in your area, I, what, what I'm interested in is the fact that like addiction to food or alcohol, for example, it makes sense to me. Boredom sucks. Yeah. I can't stand boredom. I'm yeah. much more likely to eat shit food when I'm bored. Mm. The addiction makes sense. You know, it's not like, oh God, I shouldn't be eating. It's like, why? I mean, you're bored. Boredom yeah. sucks. Eat a pizza. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact is, there's nothing else going on in your life in that moment that's more filling and exciting than the pizza. Yeah, so why not try to lift up the sense of positivity as opposed to trying to dispense with the very, very fair negativity? It's like if yeah. I'm bored or if I'm eating emotionally, which is a, was a massive thing for me, you know, that makes sense because I was going through some pain, you know? Yeah. So why not, instead of being like, okay, I should just not be doing this. It's like you're doing it for a reason, mate. It's a coping yeah. strategy. And if you, yeah, and if you focus on it, you know, like the <laughs> idea not to think of an elephant. Yeah. It's like all I can think about now, the flapping ears. Like if you've got the Tim Tams in the fridge oh. and, you, and you struggle with those, you know, and like you know that it's hard for you to have that in the house and all you can think about are the Tim Tams. It's probably not the sugar. Yes. Like it's the feeling that it like it gives you. It's like, oh, I'm happy now. Like yes. that was good. And then instantly the regret of like, shouldn't have done that. That Ben's going to be pissed. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, I won't be pissed. But you know, like it's that. Okay. Yeah. Like it's that accountability to other people rather than themselves. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you both just said it. And I think that's the biggest problem. People aren't actually aware of it. So, like, just take a second. Are they not aware of it or do they choose not to be aware of it? Because, as we were talking about earlier, it's a tough conversation to have with yourself. Yeah. But, again, due to exposure. So, we sit here every night. Well, not us, but I'm just using this as an example. (laughs) (laughs) That was going to sound bad. Um, Turn the television on, watch MasterChef, and they're cooking God knows what dessert. Delicious stuff. So, we go to the pantry and we grab a block of chocolate. Exactly. Exactly. They're eating. We're watching food. We're hungry. Sure. Why not? Pleasure. Exactly right. Exactly right. I think... um, when it comes to that style of thinking, you know, and to your point, like if you're always thinking about it, so let's just say, you know, for everyone, if you're listening, just close your eyes or just visualize this. You've got this like neutrality base rate of emotion and then you feel bored. So you go down a little bit and then you externally try to bring you back up to neutral with a Tim Tam or something or with a pizza, yeah. for example. And that yeah. does that. And that would do it for me. Yeah, 100%. I'm thinking <laughs> about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> about two secs. <laughs> but, and that'll do it. Like, you know, because the mind tries to always achieve a state of equilibrium. So you do that. But what we want to do is raise it within yourself. And we know that fulfillment can be 
can come about through doing things that are fulfilling, you know, or just taking away things that cue that, which is another point of habit change. It's like, yeah. if you want to stop doing that, get rid of the cue. Yeah, yeah. Take the Tim Tams out of the house. Take the Tim Tams out of the house. Maybe you do No one wants Tim Tams. Like, no one I know or who has ever, who I've ever coached wants Tim Tams so badly that they drive to Coles and buy some yeah. at 10 o'clock at night. But if they're in the house and you open the fridge and there they are at eye level it's on. and the packet's open, you're like... Just one. I'll have one. Just one. And then it's 10. Yeah. And it's like, I need another packet. <laughs> what about the concept of, like, in 2020, everything has to be, like, now, now, oh, now. Instant. It's really easy. I can order anything on my phone. I can even pay for it later. Mm. If, Uber Eats yeah. upsets me. Uber Eats. What about Zip Pay? You know, like, just it's on, credit cards, this and that. Delayed gratification. Yes. Like, the one thing, like, the one industry, almost, that you can't, zip pay or yeah. you know like order it instantly is your health yeah that it's like as much as everything changes not yes not see what like yeah. <laughs> is done. we'll all be out of a job yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unless we all have 50 grand to get lipo yeah. but like in what like how can people become better at delaying the gratification and enjoying the process rather than just getting hung up on the result because I mean that's how we all know results to come easiest is when you're not focused on it is when you're focused on the process well i think that question is a brilliant question and i think it again comes down to um what it's weighed up against so for me for example um and i'll just use myself as an anecdote right now when i have eaten healthily the night before i wake up one to two hours earlier because my body isn't in as much physical stress dealing with all the shit that I put in it. So, and when I get up early and I move into my first part of the routine, I feel so fulfilled. And so what I do is I make sure that I write down after my journaling, I write down, this is the result of eating healthy the night before. Now I know every night for me is a daily struggle. Every night when we're watching a podcast or whatever it is, it's like, oh, I could get on her breads right now like, <laughs> smash some ice cream it, I don't know if I'll ever get rid of that little voice that just wants to pump it in at that time I'm, I'm, mm. hopefully I will but you know mm. at, I know that having done enough days now of what's fulfilling the next morning that's that extra positivity is what I'm chasing now so I think when it comes to like postponing gratification which is obviously a major predictor of success and in, in, in any facet the question again for me is like it's not that you shouldn't be eating the shit food the night before. It's you don't have a reason not to. And if you have that why, again, really come full mm. circle here, mm. that's more rewarding yeah. than the pizza in that moment, yeah. Yeah. start chasing that, you know? And that, yeah, I mean, I guess that comes to the fact when, like, you can tell when people have the realisation that, in fact, the dress size or the pants size wasn't that important because they've struggled to do it long term it's mm-hmm. like actually it didn't really change my life that much you know like people still viewed me as me you know I didn't get more Instagram likes or you know like yeah I was able to maybe move a little bit better but no one really cares about that you know and it's like okay maybe my why was off and you know our longest clients are clients who have said like oh, I know I need to do this because it makes me feel good well that's the thing in yeah. life we are chasing neurochemistry. It's got nothing to do with cultural, sociocultural like ideas and things that are happening right now. We're just chasing neurochemistry. We're just an animal wearing shoes. You know, mm-hmm. the best thing that is secreted from the brain is dopamine. Mm-hmm. This feeling that you are moving yeah. towards a goal. 
life is just one big journey. Serotonin is temporary satisfaction, but ultimately you got to get back into it. So you just want to be in this constant state of, I'm almost there, I'm almost there. And if you think about postponed gratification, if I have a pizza at night, I get there temporarily, but then I'm really far back. Oh. So if I can get to that point where my life is just one big state of progression, I'm happy for the rest of my life. That's all I need, you know? It's just yeah. neurochemistry. Yeah. yeah, and I think, I mean, that's probably why people enjoy training so much is that, oh, I can throw 10 kilos on. I'm exactly. a little bit stronger. I can do a little bit more of this or, you know, like I can run a bit further, jump a little bit higher or, you know, in the in anything else. Oh, I've worked hard, got the promotion, now I want another one. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's... Um, I did my bit for the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I ticked that box. But I think, um, like, just to bring it all the way back around is that, you know, that why is, like, the, that is step number one. Mm. And if you're not really crystal clear on that, like, it can change. You know, like, my why now is way different to 12 years ago. Mm. But it's still important to have that in the back of your mind. And if it's not strong enough, it makes everything else a lot harder. Yeah. You know, like, if it's just purely about on that beach I'm going to be looking sexy and then yeah. I'm going to post it to Instagram I'll crack the tongue for sure it's like <laughs> yeah, no no like, no <laughs> if that's it you know and that's like perception is reality like if that's important to you then that is fine yeah it's just that for the most part the people who we've spoken to who that is important to they typically struggle like it's more about that you know my back's a bit sore living in pain, I sit at a desk for too long, I want to be able to go skiing. Yeah. And like, that's a lot more powerful is that, you know, and it essentially is chasing that pleasure of a family holiday compared to sitting at your chair and being like, God, my hips are tight. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we know, like just changing your habits, your behaviours, identifying more as that fit, healthy person. That's where the, you know, like that's where that process comes from. I mean, we get lost in the uh, external measurements of success, you know, but so for me, so, you know, externally in this day and age, you know, we all want the six pack and we all want a billion dollars and a yacht. If we were living a thousand years ago, you know, I might want to be the best blacksmith in the village, you know. It, again, it's just, it's, if you take all of the, that the bravest shit out, night. Bravest night, yeah, yeah. Get the princess. Yeah. yeah. Rapunzel. <laughs> but like, if you take all of the external stuff out and come to view fulfillment in life as just biology, you know, the, 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 the way to get it is just progress, seeing progress yeah. for the rest of your life. And if you want to know what's important, like if you listen to your grandparents or any successful older person who's said like, none of that matters, yeah. it's about the people who you do it with. How much sex you had. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, <laughs> it's like how, how, like how quality your experiences are rather than, yeah, you worked really hard and you got that, that maybe at the end of the day, you're going to be like, you know what? I've probably put a little bit too much effort into that. Yeah. But I mean, that's going to be hard to tell until you're 80. Yeah. What you look back and go, it probably didn't matter that much that I squatted 160 (laughs) rather than 150 though, did it? You You just wasted all the yard. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's the process and the, (laughs) yeah, it's the experiences that then shape what you are confident and able to do as a result of the way you manifested it as a young adult. Mm. Yeah. But I think one thing that we should touch on again just before we go is being honest with your why. Like you said before, like, do you want a six-pack? If you do, that's okay. Totally. Yeah. 
that's okay. Whereas I think people are very... Um... Who am I to tell you that's stupid? Yeah. Number one is because what I tell you, you might think, God, oh, that's dumb. Why is he want yeah. that? It's like, so oh, I think people are scared. Yeah. Like, because maybe they don't necessarily want what the next person does or they yeah, think well, <clears throat> what they want totally. is wrong. Mm. Um, because someone else thinks it's stupid. Yeah. Because of a conversation you had, we you know, with the, your neighbour last week. Yeah, cookie cutter response is I want to lose weight and tone up. And I'm like, do you actually? Yeah. Because, you know, like the trade off to that for someone who's already quite lean is like, that's tough. You know, yeah. like that's a yeah, fair bit I'm of restriction. Not a meal. Yeah, no way. <laughs> totally. Like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and I think explaining to clients the trade offs of like, this is possible, but it's, you know, like it's, pretty tough and it may not be realistic for a mum of two who works full time and you know like do you really want to be weighing and measuring and Mm. calorie tracking and this and that like that's that's tough i think one thing that i get my clients to do is um journal about so i give them a journal it's called what does the wanting want yeah and we'll have a discussion about it over a call, for example, and, um, you know, initially it'll be external things, you know, fame, and it really is the case, you know, fame, success, the house, you know, any derivative of that, you know. Anyone who's famous, most people don't want to be famous. No, nah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, God, I, if I could have everything else but the fame, it'd be great. Yeah, 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 yeah. But most time, or, you know, to bring it down, it's the body or whatever yeah. it is, you know. And then we just do a quick, simple exercise and we, you know, close our eyes and we you know, kind of ask ourselves what it would feel like to have that. And then very quickly they realize that it's actually the emotion that they want. It's not the stuff that they think they need to yep. get the emotion. Yeah. And then the, the next accomplishment. Question, it's, yeah. Well, but it's, yeah. it's just the feeling. It's like, I just want to feel like this. I want to feel worthwhile, you know? And then you can have the next question is obviously, well, how have you felt like that before? And very quickly we start to have a conversation about things that made the time fly, like minutes, you know, hours into minutes when we were children. You know, it was playing, it was creating, it was dancing, it was doing all that sort of stuff, you know. So, and and to the point about maintenance, how do we like avoid burnout? It has to be fun. The, I mean, we trained all the time because it was, we were fucking crazy, but it was also fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're also we like, time. We're I never hated it. Of fun. Yeah, yeah. We're also like playing FIFA. And yeah. eating shit food. Like, all of that was fun. <laughs> we do a million pull-ups yeah. pizza, play FIFA. <laughs> yeah, it was always just chins and FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so much fun. Yeah. And then when you lose that, you lose that sense of childlike awe and wonder and fun in whatever you're doing, it becomes very monotonous very fast. So if you remind yourself that you're chasing the emotion, you can, you can, you can put yourself onto like a, a slow, gradual process. Mm. Alright, well we might wrap it up there, it's probably our longest podcast ever. <laughs> we are running the risk of we'll cut it out. me waking up, but we might have to get you on again. Tom, we might ask some members if they have any questions. Yeah, yeah. they're going to love you. Yeah, thanks very sure. much for coming on. Loved it. Always, Always a pleasure to hang out with two mates. So Yeah, also, where can they find you? I've heard people ask this on podcast i've never had to ask anyone yeah. so tom where can people find you <laughs> yeah so if you just look up um big prong 69 <laughs> <laughs> you'll find me on all the uh, at hotmail at hot, <laughs> askajeems.org <Yeah. laughs> now I'm, it's just my name tom uh, ahern and you can find me um anywhere you like i mean i've, I've got tiktok now do you maybe not the tiktok one i'm not doing the dancing stuff i can't get on board with it yeah like, i'm like uh, i feel like it's boring some of the stuff's clever but whatever yeah oh, it's mostly time. just i'm just like okay if it kicks off 
I want to have a head start. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I guess you could have your tail <coughs> in yeah. the water. Tail in the water, yeah. No, but just tell me, just my name. It's all good. Perfect. All right. See you next time. Bye, guys.